Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. Have you heard any of these headlines? Target loses $10 billion, billion with a B, people, $10 billion in 10 days, and their stocks are continuing to fall because of people boycotting their LGBTQIA kids-friendly kids clothing line. Target partners with Satanist brand for Pride Collection. You know, this is uh, Gay Pride Month, formerly known as June, but it is Gay Pride Month. Live, laugh, lesbian. Have you heard this one? Target sells Pride merchandise from Satan because Satan respects pronouns. Trans-identified designer, Satan is, this is a quote, Satan is hope, Satan is compassion, Satan is equality, and Satan is love. You know what? For many middle-class white Americans, Target is not just a store. It is a place to congregate. It is a place to spend ludicrous amounts of money, and it is both a necessity and an activity in its own right. And a signifier about the type of voter and shopper and parent you are. So according to stats, the average Target shoppers are white suburban moms that are between 35 and 44. I'm 24, so that completely leaves me out. Uh, And they have annual incomes of around $80,000. And if you watch any of the videos regarding boycotting Target, you're going to see that most of those women are complaining about the fact that now they may have to find a new place to shop to spend their $500 every week while sipping their coffee. Who cares? Who cares what you wear? And who cares where you buy it anyway? Do you really think that God cares where you buy what you wear? Well, stay tuned and you're going to find out. My name is Linda Gunner, and if this is your first time joining us, I want to welcome you. I just want you to know I am the volunteer CEO and co-founder of an amazing ministry called Love Him, Love Them. We got our name from the question in the Bible from the attorney when he said, hey, what do I got to do? What is the greatest commandment? What do I got to do to get to heaven? And Jesus answered back to him in Matthew, and he said, you just got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, which a lot of us can do. Then he threw in that caveat and said, and you have to love your neighbor as yourself. That is where things can become a little difficult, right? So we serve widows and orphans uh, in Northeast Georgia and also in the country of Haiti. We have a brand new book out called Miracles with Mommy Linda. You've got to get that. if you. If you need your faith increased in any way, shape, or form, or know somebody else that does, you need to get that book, and you can do that on our website. I am a mother of 12. I still have five kids at home, Um, and so I just want you to be sure that you understand I'm coming to you as a mom whenever we talk about this. You can go to Love Him, Love Them and find out tons and tons of ways that you can learn how to love Him and love them, and you can come alongside of us and serve. Uh, We feed over 5,000 people at Thanksgiving. We work with children who have parents incarcerated at Christmas and just have lots and lots of ways and opportunities for you to love him and love them. Listen, have you ever heard this? Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. 
It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. Oh, I know that's right. We're in our brand new studio. I happen to see a glimpse of one of our previous shows. The light make every wrinkle visible too, right? But have you ever heard this? Have you ever heard this? Satanists don't actually believe in Satan. What? What does that mean? He is merely used as a symbol of passion, pride, and liberty. He just means to you what you need him to mean. So for this particular designer that we're going to talk about today, he says that Satan is hope, Satan is equality, and Satan is love. So naturally, Satan respects pronouns. He loves all LGBT plus people. And that is from the designer that all of this controversial clothing line at Target is about. You know, part of the new Pride collection, and again, June, uh, we're in June 2023 when we're recording this. June uh, used to be known as June, but now it's not known as June anymore. It's known as G- uh, Gay Pride Month. And this this Pride Club, if you haven't heard about it, which I want to say, you know, the saying is you've been living under a rock. But I spoke with my daughter, Gina, yesterday, who's all over social media and all over everything. Uh, and she had no idea. She was like, what are you talking about, Target? Had no idea. So you may also not have any idea. But right now, Target is as we said in the beginning, just lost $10 billion in 10 days. That's going to get somebody's attention, isn't it? Because they have, uh, they're marketing a brand new clothing line that is, the designer is a well-known Satanist. Uh, He's in the UK. He's actually, he's transgender himself. So you'll have to look up to see if he is a he or he is a she. But his name is Abralin. He's a London-based company, which is headed by a transgender man known as Eric. And he's reportedly been collaborating with Target over this line for over a year. So this collection includes sweatshirts and tote bags, but they all have messages that include live, laugh, lesbian, cure transphobia, not trans people. But, you know, I've noticed this. I have some people in my life that um, have chosen recently to... Um, let the world know about their decision to become transgender. And I noticed that in every single one of their posts, that's kind of what they say. Um, You need to get on board with me, right? So they don't want anyone to criticize them. They don't want anyone to to comment about it. And basically it's say, if you don't like what I'm doing, just unfriend me, take me off, make sure you don't watch me. And And the other phrases on the sweatshirt say, we belong everywhere. This, this designer sells apparel that includes satanic imagery, including pentagrams, horned skulls, and references of the devil. And one of the designs that was found on the apparel maker's t-shirts has the message that Satan respects pronouns. I find that so funny because, as you know, we have tons and tons of kids here in America from our ministry from the country of Haiti. And in Haiti, there are no pronouns. I find that so interesting. Everything is There is no he, she, or it. So in the French language, there is, but in Creole, there's nothing. So you just use the same word to describe whether it's he, whether it's she, or whether it's it, and you have to determine from all of the rest of the sentence to know whether or not they're talking about a he or a she or an it. So whenever they came to America to learn English, 
it took a long time. And many times they would refer to a he as a she or a she as a he or an it as a he. (laughs) I just find that very interesting that in Haiti, we don't even have pronouns. And yet now this, so I don't know how Satan feels about Haiti because they they don't have pronouns. If he's the one that respects pronouns, it's going to be very interesting conversation. So last year, Eric wrote on the brand's Instagram page, being called a demon is something I can cope with. And this idea of a trans demon is pretty cool because most of my work focuses on gothic or dark and satanic imagery. People, I'm going to tell you something. When you say that you you don't mind being called a demon, you've never experienced the demonic world. You don't know what that is. Because as someone who, and if you will read our second book, it's called Choir of Angels, which is, is all about my journey of walking through the demonic realm and walking through and understanding what demonic spirits are and how they actually affect someone. Listen, that's a red flag, a very big red flag. And what it does, what it does for me is it tells me this, this gentleman has absolutely no idea what in the world demons do, how they rule. Uh, and if you want to know a whole, the whole story on demons, you can read Ephesians 6, and it will tell you how, not only how to fight against them, but what the spirit is that they are. You know, you really can't make this stuff up. This, this new Pride collection, um, Live Life Lesbian, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go into exactly what the collection is, but I, I want to go into it a little bit because I'm going to tell you, I looked up some of the designs yesterday, and one of them is something that I thought was pretty cute. And if I didn't understand it, it's a, a and maybe I can get Michael to show it to you, really cute little kid's dress. And basically it looks like they've taken the rainbow and cut it up into little block chunks and, and literally would be something I would have worn or I would have chosen or I would have gotten for Merlanda. Of course, she won't wear a dress if I pick it out now. Um, but we need to be aware of this, right? Because does anybody care what we wear? What we wear is the very first impression anyone gets. If you walk into a room with a shirt that says, live, laugh, lesbian, we know where you stand. So it, it, does, it does matter. These messages that are on these, on these clothes, on these bags, it matters. Target's top executive, Brian Cornell, told a po- podcast last week that woke capitalism was good for business and that marketing LGBTQ fr- products was the right thing for society. Now, isn't that interesting? That was last week. Now in the last 10 days, they've lost $10 billion. Well, now they're the topic of boycotting. Now all of a sudden the merchandise that was in the front of the store is in the back of the store. And for some of the stores, they've completely moved it out altogether. So managers all of a sudden are really concerned. Isn't it interesting where we say we stand for something, but all of a sudden when money gets involved, then people just start sitting down. So And the fact that they would take this to the next level to tell you that Satan loves you and respects you and that he uh, is, (laughs) I mean, I just, I want you to understand Satan is a deceiver. And the only problem with being deceived is you don't know when you're being deceived. But this is total, complete deception. So my question for you is, and I want to, I want to, I'm going to end with this, this last phrase that he continues, that he is marketing. If I cannot inspire love, this is the designer. 
I will cause fear. Who else does that? Who is responsible for the fear in our lives? So moms, wake up. Listen to me. Let's, let's move on to what this, what this actually means. Because my question to you is, can somebody be transgender and be a Christian? Is that possible? I mean, because they are, they are really focusing in on the satanic realm with this. They are really focusing in on pride, and they are really focusing in on that because the Christian community doesn't want to accept gay, pride, LGBTQI. So, so, in, so if the Christian community doesn't want to accept it, we will just go over and we'll worship Satan. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6. Do you not know that the unrighteous are not going to inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived because neither, now listen to everybody that fits into this category, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers, none of them are going to inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but then you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. Paul's words show that there are practices and there are lifestyles that if if those lifestyles are left unrepented of, they're going to prevent people from inheriting, that is, having a place in the kingdom of God. To live as a Christian is to accept God's authority over our own. Do you understand that? That means you don't, we don't do what we want to do. We do what he wants us to do. You know, transgender identities, they fall into that category. They are not compatible with following Christ. A person's gender identity reflects how they define what it means to be a human being. That self-definition either corresponds to God's revelation in the word or it doesn't. And as, as we've seen, God has created, how did God create human beings? He says he created human beings in his own image. And he even goes as far as to add in as male and as female. Our identity, therefore, is defined by God in his purpose for his creation And in his new creation in Christ, you know, the design of humanity is very purposeful and it's good. And it's a part of our design. It's a part of our design is that we are men and that we are women. And to deny or overturn that distinction is to just nullify God's revelation, both in nature and in scripture. And, And what the Bible calls it, I mean, I am speaking truth to you. The Bible says, that it's suppressing the truth. And suppressing the truth is unrighteousness. That's in Romans 1. Now, I'm going to say I'm going to say this and this is really on the edge here. Because this deal about experiencing this gender dysphoria, I don't I don't know if I'm a man, I don't know if I'm a woman. If you if you are wrestling with that, I don't think that somebody struggling with that the gender identity, I don't think that conflicts with being a Christian because you know what? Here's the thing. We all struggle with sin. We all struggle with um, our bent, whatever we are bent towards. 
So if you are a Christian wrestling with life in this fallen world in one way or another, let me underline what I'm trying to say. I don't think if you are struggling with that, because here's the deal. A thought is not the sin, right? David always, my husband always uses this as an example with an airplane, the airplane coming in. When the airplane lands, if it takes right off again, if the thought comes in and it takes right off again, that's not the sin. The sin is acting upon it. The sin is if that airplane comes in and there's a layover. But it does mean that a settled rejection of God's purposes for us, of male or female, if you can't reconcile that with following Christ, someone someone embracing a transgender identity, because here's what you're doing. If you're embracing that identity, your identity is not in Christ. You can't have both. You can't identify as a transgender which is against the will of God. And the same way you can't identify as an adulterer. You can't identify as a sin that God has specifically said, if you do this, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, it is possible to sin in all kinds of ways. And, it's, and in ignorance. Where was I just the other day? I was talking to somebody about the fire. You guys know, if you watch it all, you know that our personal home burned down. Uh, I think it's been like three weeks ago now. Uh, we lost everything. And in one of, I was having a conversation with somebody and I said, but you know, I said, do you remember the story, what happened with Job? And the person looked at me and was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, Job lost everything. And then everything, his children, his wife, everything. And then it came back tenfold. And, And this person is in the church. This person reads the Bible. And literally when I was explaining to them the story of Job, they looked at me like I had three heads. So I think that one of the biggest problems we have with how do we handle target? How do we handle boycotting? How do we handle uh, someone who's doing something that's completely against the word of God? Most of us don't know what the word of God says. And so we don't know that, wait a minute, I can't say I'm a transgender and say that's my identity because if they don't know that their identity is supposed to be in Christ. You know, it would be possible to identify as a transgender and also be trusting in, in Christ as Lord. You, if, you're, if you're doing that, you're not realizing what the implications are of the lordship of Christ in this area. Um, I, I know other people that um, are openly gay, openly say they're married, openly, and then also say, but they have a, uh, a firm relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, when you realize as a Christian, that your behavior is completely against what the word of God says. There's a disconnect. It's, there's a disconnect. It's like me going home and telling my husband, I love you. And, and I know we're married and we're in one relationship with each other, but I'm also going to be out tonight with someone else. I mean, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't jive. Let, let's let's move to now being as a mom. How how do Christian parents respond? How, how do we respond to this Pride Month? I mean, how do you respond when your kids are coming home and if they say, "I want the rainbow shirt," "I want this this new dress," how are we supposed to get across to them what's going on? I want to tell you one thing: it's certainly not with profanity. It's certainly not with laced messages on social media. You know, our speech has to be with grace. It has to be seasoned with salt. That's what Colossians 4, 6 says. And if our salt loses its flavor because of the way we're cursing or because of how we, uh, I mean, so many people go off on things with such anger. 
There is no grace. There is no love. How, how are we drawn to, to Jesus? It's by his kindness and his mercy, right? So how can we make people thirsty for the gospel? How, and what about boycotting? Is that what we're supposed to do? Is that what you're doing? Um, are you still shopping at Target? You know, now we hear that um, what the, the Los Angeles Dodgers are bringing in people to sing that are transgender. The uh, Now even Chick-fil-A is, is being accused because of diversity and equity issues of, of becoming woke. Um, I mean, how many companies are supporting Pride Month? I mean, if you look at every single company that is supporting it and has rainbows out and different things, I'm not so sure you can eat anywhere or go shopping anywhere because it seems that everyone, every corporation is somehow affiliating with LGBTQ and they're promoting it, uh, whether it's the smartphone in your hand, whether it's the vehicle you're driving, um, how you decide to approach companies that are marketing these products to children, to children. I mean, there, Kohl's has onesies that are marketing gay pride. Onesies. I mean, that's teeny tiny itty bitty babies. You've got to figure out how to safeguard your children's hearts. Do you know why? Because we are in the midst of a systemic breakdown of morals in this country. It's not limited to the arena of retail warfare. But that's why the Bible offers sound counsel about how to actively raise your children. Deuteronomy 6, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And those children will not be swayed by such cultural confusion. For the words male and female, he has created them. That's what it says in Genesis 1.27. And that will be written on their heart. You know. So many of us think we have to sit down at the Bible at the table with a Bible open and have a Bible study. And I saw Merlinda yesterday. She was um, she finally got her Bible. She her Bible did burn in the fire, and uh, her teacher at school had gotten her one, and she wanted that specific Bible back. She was sitting down and writing out the the Bible verses. But our kids have to have that relationship. We we need to be able to have those conversations, no matter what it is. As we're driving down the road, as we're in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, we've got to take every opportunity as moms and dads to plant that word in their hearts. Because you know why? The Bible predicts exactly what's happening now. The word target's in the Bible tons and tons of times. <laughs> you should look it up. But the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.1, perilous times for the last days with evil men and imposters. Do you not think? That a designer who is a transgender who says Satan loves you and Satan, Satan has compassion for you because Satan doesn't use pronouns. Do you not think that's deception? And it says that imposters will be growing worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 
Fixing our country's moral problems is one thing. However, we can help God fix individual people by showing them their true identity in Christ. You may, you may be very surprised if you Google, where can I find gay pride apparel? I'm going to tell you, there's not going to be too many places you're going to be able to shop. I can tell you personally, I don't shop at Target. I never have shopped at Target. I can't afford to shop at Target <laughs> because, because of the prices. And I'm such an economical shopper because I have to be because of our ministry in Haiti. And I can find what they have there for a better price elsewhere. However, in the middle of this incredible controversy, I will tell you that I would not start shopping at Target now. My message to you today is this. I want you to know what the Bible says, and I want you to obey it. I want you to understand this in the midst of all of this controversy, because it would be very confusing to me if I was a transgender or if I was a lesbian, and I thought, wow, look at this. Target's got our back. Bud Light's got our back. Kohl's has our back. Chick-fil-A has our back. And all of a sudden, when $10 billion is lost, wait a minute, now Target doesn't have our back. I think this is going to give Christians an amazing opportunity to, if we handle this correctly, and if we are kind, and if we are still full of mercy, and we are still full of grace, that transgenders, lesbians, gays, LGBTQIA are all going to realize that all of the people who said they had their back and that were supporting them and that were for them, really, it has nothing to do with being for them. It has to do with money. It has to do with money. And this is going to give us an incredible opportunity if we stand firm in our beliefs nicely that we are going to have the opportunity to minister in so many ways. So Christians, I want you to take off your boycotting hat. I want you to take off your, I'm not, I can't believe this is going on hat. I want you to be wise. I don't want you to run around with your kids in rainbow shirts and live, love, laugh, lesbian shirts, or even the, the dresses that you might be confused about. But what I do want you to be sure of, if I'm speaking, I'm, I'm speaking to Christians now, to believing believers, is you need to be ready for all of these people who don't know where their identity is and are searching to place it somewhere that they can feel accepted, even to give their identity to Satan simply because of an idea of, uh, of English and pronouns, you need to be ready. You need to be ready with what the Bible says to reach out and to be prepared in love to walk these people through exactly where they need to be. You know, we need to be ready with that on a daily basis because it's not just transgenders and, and gay people and lesbians who don't know where their true identity is. It's people every day. That's, that's what our problem is. We need Jesus. I want, if you happen to be lesbian today, or if you happen to be completely entrenched in gay pride today, I want this opportunity to pray with you. 
God, I am asking you now in this moment to open up the eyes of our hearts. Every single person that can hear what we're saying now, that you would draw them to you. The confusion, I can't imagine how even much more confused people must be now as companies are pulling out based on just financial gain. God, draw us to you. Show us the light. Make it so clear to everything that Satan has deceived us in. And show us that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are where life comes from. In Jesus' name I pray.